I got a supplement. Buddy has the same one. Yeah. <laughs> I got it a couple months ago and it's like, oh, Buddy's almost playing. She loves it. <laughs> Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one snuffle mat podcast in the world. <laughs> oh, we also talk about heart to heart every once in a while. <laughs> I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover and lover of snuffle mats, Elanita. And I'm the satisfied virgin who keeps forgetting to come up with a new title, Joe Garber. Oh, I will call you Snuffle Mat. Snuffle Mat. <laughs> the devoted I'm Snuffle Mat. White, white wine Snuffle Mat. <laughs> yeah, I'm a white wine Snuffle Mat. Faces covered. <laughs> well, tonight we get to discuss episode two of season four of Heart to Heart. With this heart, I be wed. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's a doozy. Uh, but first, let's see if we can sum up the insane plot of this episode in 60 we'll seconds we'll or less complex. in the segment we call The Minute Max, starting I, with White Wine Joe. Yes, Snuffle Matt. White Wine I, Snuffle Matt Joe. I know I can't do it, but we'll try anyways. <laughs> All right. With this heart, I the wed. We start the off, uh, episode off by somebody preparing a cake to explode, <laughs> a wedding cake. And then Jonathan's <laughs> aunt, Renee, comes to town and she's going to get married. And the hearts are arranging her whole wedding and getting her everything that she needs to get to have a whole, like her seventh wedding. She shows up with this guy <laughs> in a robe and he's from the tents and robe cult, which is called the tent, tents and robe. <laughs> and so she's getting married to him. He's in a fabulous gown. And then she feeds him a bite of the cake that somebody tampered with and he dies immediately. Uh, one of the gifts was one of his cult member friends gave, gave him who ordained the wedding gave him a little book turns out that book had some like transatlantic development in it i don't know what they just kept saying that over and over again but there was like money for some account in the caymans that the treasurer of this cult tent <laughs> tent pole was trying to get the end <laughs> i swear i'm not high right now but that was so funny to yeah. me. <laughs> it was this episode is me so much joy so wild <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> thank you stuff mad white wine yes. show <laughs> i don't I never thank you guys enough for the effort you put into or do not put into your minute matches. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> oh, my God. You're welcome for this. <laughs> oh, God. What's it called again? With this heart, Ivy wed. <laughs> it's a bad sign when I can't remember what it's called. Tents and robes. <laughs> all right with this heart i the wed so somebody with a giant syringe injects a giant amount of poison into a giant wedding cake <laughs> and then jennifer and jonathan and max are all stoked because jennifer's aunt renee who has been like a mentor among other things to her is coming to get married to her soon-to-be seventh husband they show up and she has a big white cat and a tiny train case and She's wearing a peach gown and he's wearing a robe with a huge gold necklace and she's wearing what she refers to as her basic curls. And it turns out that she's now <laughs> part of a religious group called the Fellowship of the Tent and the Robe. And yes, it sounds, it's as ridiculous as it sounds. <laughs> but so then they all, all hold hands and have what they, she calls a basic experiences. <laughs> then she doesn't drink anymore. She doesn't eat meat anymore. All of that is fine. But that that's, we all know that's not the weirdness. So there's a little red book. Um, Justin drops that after eating the 
super, super poison cake. <laughs> and then it's just chaos. It's the guy, Frank Krueger from Homemade Murder is back, but he's a cult leader. And everybody wants this book that has a bank account in the Cayman Islands. Mayhem ensues. Yes. Wow. Yes. This is, this is, yeah. He was from a different episode. I did recognize he's that also guy. from everything he's been he was like yeah. okay we'll get into that we'll get into that okay. because this episode uh, okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> third time's the charm <laughs> okay with this heart ivy wed the hearts are hosting a wedding for jonathan's aunt renee who is now a member of a cult the fellowship of the tent and the robe uh her husband is weird they don't eat meat they they only have basic things like tents and robes um, he gets he eats a poison cake and dies instantly. Um, she the only thing she's left with is this, this book called "The View from My Tent," and uh, the caterer is the one who poisoned the cake. But the fi- the the treasurer from the cult is also nefarious, and the leader of the cult is in cahoots with the treasurer of the cult, but doesn't really know what's going on. And then the hearts have this drunk friend who uh, causes a scene at the wedding (laughs) and he turns out to be an investigator for the DA uh, uh, investigating this cult. Uh, Anyway, they go to their extremely well-appointed tents and have the zaniest Benny Hill fight (laughs) and everything is okay at the end. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Joe, you and I totally forgot about husband number six, Charlie Baines. Charlie. Mm -hmm. I love Charlie. I forgot about multiple characters. I love Charlie too. This episode had... kind of lost the thread. Yeah. (laughs) This episode had, I believe, four four characters who have played villainous... Or just like assholes in television and movies since the seventies, oh. and it was just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is brilliant casting because yeah, who's the villain? Because these are all vil- like in my eyes of a, mm-hmm. a as a media consumer since yeah. the, since the eighties, these are all villains. They're all villains, and there's no men of hench really. It's all just villains, None. right? There are there's no men. N- of hench. There's no men of hench. I mean, technically, the closest thing to a man of hench is the over poisoner. The caterer. The caterer. Yeah. From an aff- a perfect affair. A perfect affair. But was he working with the cult too, or was he just doing his own thing? What was going on he with that? Was, he was working in cahoots with Jack Taylor. The treasurer. And the treasurer, and also uh, more directly with Jack Taylor. Uh, but the cult leader thinks he's in cahoots with Jack Taylor. It's a double cross. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, okay. In essence, it's a double cross. It's right. a triple cross. Is it just a double cross? Because Justin was in on the whole scam to begin with, but did he know that he was? I can't tell. I don't think so. I don't think he. Well, he was aware. He was definitely aware of some shit. Well, because why do you say he that? was. Okay. Well, because he was like, he was still after the book. He grabbed that book out of Renee's hands. Yeah, oh wedding. my God. <laughs> like it was hot. Oh. So actually, yes. Yeah, so now I'm just remembering that. And then so when, they found, when he we, found out that, that the hearts had removed the, um, the, the transatlantic development <laughs> yeah. book with the Cayman Islands account information, he got pissed. Like, and then the guns came out. 
Like he was totally involved, but not he wasn't no, involved was in the dead. murder. No, not Justin. Justin's oh no, no, dead. Justin. Yeah. Justin's dead. Justin's but dead. The, the, cult, the leader. cult leader. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't so, think Justin. Okay, had, so, I don't know that Justin had anything to do with it. So I think we need to pump the brakes for a second because our minute max is not a single one of us really. We didn't cover yeah. the whole thing. No, so the no, base, the basic true. thing beyond like the ants coming, her bridegroom gets murdered poisoned by the caterer the whole deal with the fellowship of the tent and the robe surprise surprise is that they are criminals and they are under the guise of having a dogma where you relinquish your earthly possessions right yeah. the mm-hmm. tent symbolizes the housing that you your basic housing and the robe symbolizes your basic clothing which they take very literally they literally just have a tent and these kind of ugly yellow robes, but I guess a white one if you're getting married, Justin. Yeah. But so that is their their thing, and they use it to uh, fleece people for their money. And so Jack Taylor is the bookkeeper who's in everybody gives their possessions to, and Justin tells Jonathan about that. And then that's when they learn that the group is under investigation for exactly that, for being a shady uh, scam masquerading as a religion. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that. Jack Taylor hired the caterer to poison Justin just to eliminate him from the process. Jack Taylor's basically his ultimate goal is to take the bank book and the weird site of whatever receipt, whatever that thing is and take the money for himself. He's planning to cut out the cult leader and Justin and take the money for himself with, I'm assuming a small payout to that really creepy looking caterer. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the basic gist. Charlie yeah. Baines is the ex-husband who Renee says she left because he she never basically, he worked out of town all the time. Jennifer says that he was an accountant mm-hmm. or something and that he, she just never knew where he was. And she says the only thing that she could count on was that she couldn't count on him at all. And so clearly that's setting up the fact that Charlie Baines is doing undercover investigative work. And that's why Renee never knows where he is. That's why he's a bad husband. But he's right. also in love with Renee. But so yeah. that's that's how that all those characters tie together, right? Yes. I swear to God, my brain is now spinning yet again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot. It is a it's lot. It's a lot. Because there's the cult leader, the treasurer, the cater waiter. And mm-hmm. who was the third at the end? There were three bad guys at the end, right? Or was it Jack that we thought well, we was thought a bad that guy? Char- we thought Charlie was Charlie, a bad yeah, guy, Charlie, but Charlie turned out to not be a bad because guy because he held up the right. the book the specialist, book, yeah, with Mr. A Whitehead, <laughs> without explaining himself, and t- basically tried to get a ransom for him, which was oh yeah, we didn't talk about the rare book guy, right? Yeah, so they go to the rare book thing, and that's how they find out. Because they're like, what? Somebody tossed our house looking for something. Jonathan fights with the caterer who's there and he's looking for the book because mm-hmm. the cult leader gave the book to Justin. Who then gave it to Renee. Early, who yeah. then gave it to Renee. Renee gave it to the hearts. Yes. And then they they have to have the book because it has the bank book that they're going to need to get the money. So the job is not done. Mm-hmm. He sends Poisony, poison me, the caterer, <laughs> to the house to get it and to put Freeway in a trunk. Motherfuckers, stop locking Freeway in trunks and cabinets. It's, I swear yeah. to God. It's really got to stop. Kill somebody. <laughs> I'm going to poison your wedding cake. 
you <laughs> stupid, terrible dog abuse motherfucker. <laughs> but the cat was just like hanging out. I guess it's probably harder <laughs> to grab the cat. Why was there a cat but, just for the cult creepiness of it? There, there was no reason for there to be. Uh, a there's cat. a cat because Eva Gabor is just fucking glamorous. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. I loved her. I loved Renee because <laughs> she, her uh, husband of six minutes got murdered, and then yeah. the next day she goes shopping, and it's just like, oh, what was so what, what many was her stores. amazing line? So what was her stores. great? She had this great line during yeah. the montage of Rodeo Drive stores. It's all these Rodeo Drive. What does she oh, say? It's like normally it's like even shopping in, makes even in my darkest moment, Rodeo Drive is Yeah, you know something? Even in my terrible state, Rodeo <laughs> Drive has always been my downfall. <laughs> Just even makes sense. What but so she's like, I don't normally I wouldn't go shopping or whatever, but I have to get something black. Yes, yeah. And boy does she ever. She oh. gets two of the most popping oh, yes. outfits in black. Ever that first outfit when she walks back in, <laughs> yes, to the Hart's house. So Jennifer and Jonathan go shopping with Aunt Renee, the grieving six-minute widow, <laughs> and Jennifer's wearing such an awesome dress with the crazy sleeve details. Mm-hmm. It's like the most mega eighties awesome dress, day mm-hmm. dress. Mm-hmm. But Renee busts back into the house mm-hmm. wearing. Like a velvet lapeled, super fitted waist, mm-hmm. just gorgeous pre Dior new look sort of vibe. Yeah, like this with the the pencil skirt. It's just amazing. Yes, it's like look, you did need to get something black, and that's not even. I'm not even. Yeah, getting to the thing she wears when the tent pole falls down and everybody fights. Like, <laughs> oh, she wasn't shopping for fun. She was shopping for <laughs> tragedy, <laughs> for grieving. She's shopping her feelings. Um, also, so the cater waiter is an assassin known as Overkill Nolan. Apparently, <laughs> they say that I at one point. I call him Poisony. Yeah, Poisony. <laughs> he was really like when he was injecting that cake. I was like, "Are you gonna do every rosette? Like, this yeah, is really a lot amazing." And I was like, "Well." I guess that's how you do it. I wanted it to be right. How else are you going to poison the entire cake yeah. unless you're? I mean, I guess you would really have to soak the sponges. Like, yeah, I wanted it to be really explosion juice. To. I wanted that cake to explode again. <laughs> when he touched Max's oven, uh, oh. I was like, I was like, yeah, Max, yeah. Max knows. Like, don't mm-hmm. touch my oven because the yeah. last time someone touched my oven, they put an explosion juice yeah. in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's one of my few notes that I wrote down. I said, don't touch Max's oven. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing mm-hmm. yeah also um, i have to bring up two things uh, one one and a half things one the major thing is that their uh their new backyard is insane it's massive it's insane the hearts yeah mm-hmm. oh is that where they had the wedding yeah oh. brand new backyard mm-hmm. with a new shaped pool and and a, like a golf course I'm sure they just shot that because when they went to the tent and oh, pole, same place. <laughs> it, it looks like Huntington Gardens or something. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. It's huge. This lawn with a big fountain and these tents. But, it, but the heart's backyard, every third or fourth time we see the backyard with the pool, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's against the hills, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, wait, yeah, the pool yeah. got bigger for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but no, also different. In the pool, they had a floating centerpiece <laughs> of oh, <yeah>. like 12 <laughs> pe- white peacocks that I thought was fucking 
awesome. I thought that was the uh, amazing. Thing. Were they taxidermy? So huge. Yeah. I thought they were swans. Yeah. No, they were peacocks. Oh my god! Like because they had these long tails, and because oh. I, I, I was like, oh my god, the swan centerpiece, and then I saw the tails, and was like, and they had lo- like the little things uh-huh. on their foreheads. Yeah, wow. normally I would be fixated on all of the people in the yellow robes. Yeah, <laughs> no, but the minute like the minute that they have that shot, it's just like, what the fuck's that? It's enormous. It yeah. it looks like they're about to all climb on it and like shoot the rapids or something it's <laughs> enormous it was so, so huge big. and so cool i also like what a great idea if you have a pool if you have a pool at a at a non-pool event mm. to put a giant floating thing in thing it. of peacocks <laughs> yeah, of yeah white that's peacocks. that's brilliant yeah, yeah that's brilliant that needs so to happen good. more maybe it does happen and we're just not going to these events that's, i know that i'm not invited to these events so. you guys are living in what is probably one of the worlds you're probably living in like the global epicenter for events happening in people's backyards with pools that's let's true. be honest that's true so i don't know maybe just the next time you're masked up at the grocery store ask that other vaccinated person like hey do you have a pool do you uh do you host events? Well, for one, uh, I go. I shop at Vons, which is the Safeway of of uh, Los An- of Los Angeles and California. Mm-hmm. No one has a pool, and if they do, they're not having events with giant uh, Swan centerpieces in them. Yeah, or doing their own shopping. <laughs> if they have a pool, they have maybe, seven kids in it. Maybe they have a pool because they're thrifty and they shop at Vons. <laughs> I don't know. Could I don't be. know. It's making me think of when I saw Martin Landau at Ralph's. Oh, I've seen mm. some folks at Ralph's. I but saw Stephen Fry at Gelson's. <laughs> oh, wow. Did the Hearts know that Aunt Renee was in a cult? Or did they? No. That was a surprise. No, that was a them. surprise. And then she's vegetarian <laughs> and doesn't drink. I feel like you should tell the Suddenly. hosts of your wedding that you are vegetarian and are bringing a bunch of vegetarians. Something tells me that Aunt Renee is a little inconsiderate. Yeah. Yeah. For what? sure. I was just offended. a little. Just a little. <laughs> I prefer to think that Aunt Renee eats life mm-hmm. and right now life is vegetarian. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite thing that Aunt Renee said though was when they sat down to dinner and she said, This is truly a basic experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Burn, yeah. sick burn, Renee." <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I liked it when they she had them all hold hands immediately upon her and her soon to be yeah. dead husband, um, <laughs> and wanted everyone to hold hands and have a basic experience. Basic experience. <laughs> I liked when they put yeah. the cat down, and then they sh- They said, "Look, they found each other already." And then it sh- goes to freeway licking its disgusting head that <laughs> they, they had like that smeared, was smeared food onto it. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I felt so bad for the cat. Yeah, for the cat. But yeah. it was. It was kind of cute. It was kind of. They found each other. <laughs> they found each other. I like it how she just has the, like the most crazed look on her face when she's spouting off the little um, tenets of the fellowship of the tent in the robe mm-hmm. with just such like robotic enthusiasm. But I think she's amazing in this. I feel like yeah, that performance was just yeah. everything. Yeah, She was so perfect. I especially loved uh, the parts where she's, she's like, 
she's like, I need some wine, right? Because they're not drinking alcohol, right? And she like is desperately. She's like, oh, oh, or whatever. Yeah. Bra- oh, brandy. Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer. She's like, uh, did Max say there was brandy? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even wait a That's single day right. to start I, no. eating meat. And the most like the I love, yeah. the most I liked her was <laughs> that that morning when Max gives her the this gigantic plate of Cobb fruit salad. Yeah. Yeah. And says, here's your breakfast. And she's like, uh-uh, can I have some eggs? Yeah. And some three toast, eggs, three <laughs> eggs, which I'm like, yeah, that's what I eat for breakfast. And then if, <laughs> and if I had a uh, prime rib, I would absolutely have prime rib and eggs. <laughs> Same here. And she ate the salad too. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like Renee, you know, except for this little, she was um, hungry. <laughs> de- detour into a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of, yeah, she's is she living so wrong? I don't know about that. I don't know. I think she maybe is not the best partner. She's trying out husbands left and right. She's had seven of them, so who cares? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, why not? You know, once yeah, mm-hmm. once you're at once you're at four, I think all bets are off, and you can just do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, cares. <laughs> you might yeah. as well. Yeah, and everyone who you're about to marry should know what they're getting into at that point. So. She did wear white at her wedding, though, so. So did her husband to be. Yeah, her husband's I loved robe his, was amazing. His tunic was his robe was great, really wedding, great wedding gown robe. Yeah, it was very really next generation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did we all just think uh, Fellowship of the Boner when they said tent in the robe? Because <laughs> that's what I couldn't like. That's a joke that they were making, right? <laughs> The tent in the robe. I did not think that, but really? now I do. Now I do. I did not either. <laughs> I couldn't the stop thinking about there. it. <laughs> I was too busy wondering what it would be like to just no shade to cardamom tea, but mm. if that was the only thing I could drink that had quote zing yeah. quote to it, that would be so sad. But what if your basic pearls? So I, I guess everyone in the fellowship of the tent and the robe is allowed to keep one. Thing or whatever that wasn't very clear to me but she's like now all i have no first no whatever uh, she's like now all i have is is my basic pearls and it's a necklace of pearls yeah baseball size, size pearls. <laughs> yeah they are the size of the biggest jawbreakers you could they're just <laughs> massive right they're not quite croquet balls but they are enormous and it is a super long yeah necklace of these baseballs exactly <laughs> and then you realize that justin who seems to be clearly the more pious of the two later we learn he's a teacher in the fellowship right mm-hmm. and he's just always spouting off the whatevers or, or reminding her what she can't do a dynamic i hate mm-hmm. by the way mm-hmm. but he is wearing what i'm guessing in the cult is just the equivalent of a curb chain or something. He's wearing like the biggest, <laughs> longest gold chain necklace ever. <laughs> and that thing is as thick as my thumb. Oh my God. And it's like, so that's basic. I don't understand, Justin. So right away, it's kind of like, this cult is a cult, you guys. Yeah. It well, is. also, cult leaders' <laughs> tent. Cult leaders' tent was adorned with no less than 30 Persian rugs. And oh, then yeah. that fabulous, yeah. like, beanbag seat that i loved his like the tent was chair good. or whatever the, the tent, tent i was like I, really i'll cool. live in there if you put a tv in yeah, there i'll live too. in there that's fine <laughs> yeah um i have a question what since the tenant the main tenant of the cult is to give up all your is to present all of your worldly possessions or mm-hmm. earthly possessions to uh the leader or whatever 
how did she have money to go shopping on? Go Rodeo shopping? Drive? I had the same thought. Because did she? she <laughs> there's no know. way that she was like, Jonathan, darling, will you please give me your credit card? But uh, maybe, although maybe, maybe yeah. she did. But it was like, what are you doing? Like this is Rodeo Drive. <clears throat> Well, she didn't like wasn't in the cult yet, maybe because she was. That's what, okay. I mean, so it would seem very was new it to like her. once she was married into the cult maybe. that she then would have to give up? Her possessions would be Justin's, and they would surrender them. That's yeah, my guess, probably. But it's because uh, she good. confusingly was like, "I already only have like this or that. I don't have yeah, my furs. Whatever. Maybe Renee's just so fucking rich, mm-hmm. either on her own or from six previous husbands, like." I don't know. She Maybe she like sold her basic fun. pearls. <laughs> Maybe. So I'll yeah, just sell these things, pearls. I'll sell these golf ball size For a cool pearls. mill. Yeah. No, she's wearing them at the end in this huge sleeve dress. Oh, well, because she's rich, it's possible that she also just had a line of credit at the store. So I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. oh, that that like makes sense, too. She's that kind of rich. That makes mm. sense, too. And they went to every single store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have... That montage, montage that montage, so oh, it was so satisfying. It felt to me like uh, it was taken from an actual interview with Ava Gabor. Yeah, it seemed like, like Ava yeah. Gabor was on <laughs> yes. was on Twenty Twenty or something. They were like, they were like the Gabor <laughs> sisters. This f- fascinating story right, of sales of, of the rich and yeah, famous. Totally, uh, but that's what it felt two like. Two Jewish like, sisters <laughs> after their Run, escape from yeah. from war torn Hungary. Like, like mm-hmm. they've they've found insane success mm-hmm. and then they're interviewing them and Ava Gabor would say something like even in my darkest times Rodeo Drive <laughs> yeah. like, like that's yeah that just really felt like that plus the montaginess of that whole scene just you know zoom ins <laughs> on Hermes and <laughs> all yeah. the shows oh, like man. oh my god this yeah. is so it's, pornographic <laughs> it, yeah it's just so great and it, for me Ava Gabor of course I always just think of the Aristocats or my favorite from when I was a kid with her, which is The Rescuers. Oh, yeah. Not Rescuers Down Under, The Rescuers, mm. um, where she voices Bianca, who is basically just her as a slightly chubby mouse, right? <laughs> um, with Bernard, voiced by Bob Newhart, oh. the greatest combination ever. Oh, wow. Ava Gabor and Bob I love I love the Gabor's voices. Like the Ava and Jaja have the exact same voice. It's it's mm-hmm. it's <laughs> you know Hello darling, hello darling. Like, <laughs> is you know, uh it's it's uh what's her name? Uh Breakfast at Tiffany's <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. It's Audrey Hepburn on massive amounts of of uh Class steroids, like <laughs> gore, no gorgish, uh, go- gorgish, <laughs> hot bowl of gorgish, gargling gorgish. <laughs> I mean, Ava to me, Zsa Zsa, Zsa's not for me, but Ava, I love, and of course, it's like Green Acres, and you know, like she's a great comedic actress. Mm-hmm. She was really she's funny amazing. in this. Yeah. Like this episode again yeah, she's was really nails it. Zany. Mm-hmm. It was the com- the comedy quotient has been elevated quite a bit this season, yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it at all. Like I actually think it's it's 
successfully funny yeah, the a silliness. lot of the time and it's it's fun i'm mm-hmm. i'm enjoying it i i have problems with the music cues but <laughs> yeah a little bit what what boy the tense fight at the end was so like oh my god please i love when they so they finally get the book back from the or they finally they finally discover the book and they're gonna pretend to give it back or get it signed by the cult leader and figure out what's what he does and he he's looking at it like a playboy centerfold when he answers the phone which is in a little box because it's a cult it's just like a hidden little phone which i love but wait wasn't he looking at like a pamphlet for something i thought it was was, i thought it was like a center looking at a pamphlet for the bahamas oh he was a travel brochure for the bahamas because that's where the bank account is yeah because he's gonna go there he's like ooh, look at this oh i love it i thought the phone in the box was a very um, like a nice extra little culty twist that you have yes. your phone in the box. Yeah. In the t- they had and already like he had already been dressed down by Jack Taylor, world's sinister, most sinister cult bookkeeper, uh-huh. about not having the phone on, mm-hmm. and that's when the the cult when Alden Kendra, the <laughs> fabulously named Alden Kendra, two uh- first names, um, and he's like, I don't like to have the phone on. Yeah. Uh, when the students are here mm-hmm. distracting and it's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like it's a meditation cult. Yeah. Right. Jack. Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Also two first names. <laughs> right. Jack Taylor. Figure uh, it out. <laughs> the phone's turned off. It's in the box. Yes. In one of the tents in the background of one of the scenes, you could see a sign that said in like curvy letters, peace, meditation, peace through meditation. <laughs> but the through is spelled like a drive through. It's T-H-R-U, <laughs> which I loved. And there's enough room because you're writing out meditation on the sign. You have enough room to write through out, but it's like peace through meditation. Speaking of signs, the, the caterer, our, yeah. our, favorite, uh, our favorite murderous caterer, who no. works oh, for yes. a, 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 a perfect affair on his desk? <laughs> That's right. Yes. In the in the shape of a what would be a name plaque. Yeah. He has this <laughs> script written: "Have a perfect affair in the privacy of your home." <laughs> right. It's f- so. It's just fuck? such a gross, like residual thing with like post sexual revolution where. So many things were unnecessarily sexualized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just such a weird moment in time where everything is a dirty joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got to say, growing up in that moment in time, not awesome. It's very weird. <laughs> just Harvey, icky. The time of Harvey Wallbangers. I thought I thought they were going to do a three-part joke when Jennifer was explaining who was who was handling all of the elements of the wedding cuz she says, "Oh, so the the catering's do, being done by a perfect affair." And Jonathan is like, "Hmm." And she goes, "Yes, they're a great caterer." And then music is the Vienna conspiracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Vienna conspiracy. Which they're I thought was that. a great that was a great name. That is funny. But then, that, then they they faltered on the third name, which I don't even remember. That little sign, for some reason, like it comes across so the like Parisian blah blah. Oh yeah, bakery was just like even oh, though yeah. what we know about the bakery is that it's just a bakery with a huge sign that says the that says bakery on it. Yeah, yeah. was it boulangerie parisienne? Patisserie du merder. They just put. That sign really reminds me of. Uh, I can't believe you have taken me from my own home. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> no one got thrown in the pool. Oh yeah, surprise! They, surprise! Uh, Justin should there have were, fallen into the pool. There was nobody in a wheelchair. Poisoned. 
they they had to add, add a wheelchair person. <laughs> oh, that's right. You only throw wheelchair people in pools. Yeah. Yeah. But I love when after they go to the cult leader, which uh, Ava or Renee sexualizes her little police microphone oh. and her boobs in a weird kind of right. clumsy yeah. Love that. way that I don't She's know. Like, yeah. I have, it's weird having the police right here. It's like right on her boobs. She's the she's the Chrissy. Like like she's the she's like the the ditzy blonde, but in like elevated class status. Mm. So it's like I'm rich, I'm I'm fabulous, but I'm also blonde, so I'm silly, mm-hmm. you know, goofy. New money. Little ditzy. Uh but then the guy, the cult leader, he tries to get her to give him the book back. He's like, you're leaving the cult? Then you can't, or he probably yeah. doesn't say cult, but he's like, <laughs> you're leaving the boner. <laughs> if you're leaving the boner, you can't have the book. Then you should donate the book back. I gave this to Justin. I didn't give it to you. And, and she says, no, I want to keep it. It's the only thing that reminds me of him, weirdly. She's the only yeah, thing she it's has. It's the only thing I have of him. And then he says, this interview is over and it's not, it's so funny because it's not an interview, which I'm just like, that's really what, how I want us to sign off the podcast from now on. <laughs> this interview, is, this over. interview this, is over. This interview is over. <laughs> I love that so much. It's, we're not interviewing you. What the fuck are you the, talking about? The size of the mic that they put on Renee. Yeah. Like right Approach. in her cleavage. Mm-hmm. It's the diameter of like a nickel or something like mm-hmm. it's big. Yeah, and it just made me think, like, wow, the DA's office needs to get it together. Mm. <laughs> I mean, good on them that they can tell that maybe the Fellowship of the Tent and the Robe is a scam, but is like a thumb size, like it's like a microphone the size of a little smoky, <laughs> yeah. just like yeah, and right there, it is so huge. Yeah. And I just, I know that's not the point, but I'm just like, that's not very discreet. Concealed, yeah, just like their tracking devices. Remember those? Huge oh, the, the garage door yeah. opener yeah. tracking like, devices. Yeah, it's just you know the technology. It was the smallest one available, mm-hmm. Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the smallest tracking device. Like, huh, uh, okay, they're just not available. But I guess it them. was worth it just to make the crazy boob joke or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But Ava's so delightful. Who cares? I can't care about it. Yeah, she is. She was like Laura, Laura Callahan vibe a little bit. Just Laura Bancroft or La- Laura Bancroft. Yeah, just really double may care. Just rad. Except Laura attitude. Bancroft will cut your face if she needs to. Uh, <laughs> Aunt Renee will just like buy something pretty and leave. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Yeah. That they're both going to be drunk. Yeah. True. They will. <laughs> Brandy. Oh, oh. <laughs> They're both Didn't wary of Max pools. say something about Brandy? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the guy that comes in to explain to them the hollow tree or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arnold. Where the fuck is Stanley? That's what's Stanley's going on. Stanley's gone. Forever? Oh, no, Stanley, come back. Oh, I, that's a bummer. That guy? Yeah, I didn't like him. What about um, Deanne? Is she gone too? Ooh. Forever? I mean, I can find this out. Ooh. Ellen's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi, Silently. Mimi, come back. Oh, <laughs> uh, that sucks. I didn't realize Stanley was just going to exit the series in such a quiet way. He had full episodes dedicated to him. That's so crazy. Maybe he'll come on the show and talk about Arnold. Yeah. Please do. The, the false Stanley. Oh, yeah. no more Mimi Maynard either. Oh. Damn it. Sorry, you guys. Do we know why they left the show? Do we have any idea? Okay, maybe we'll look it up for the next episode. <laughs> 
interesting. Horrible fights with Lionel Stander. <laughs> yeah. They just couldn't get along. That's crazy just, to have a full character that you, you devoted episodes to and then just have them leave the show, I guess. I mean, there's there's many reasons the why people aren't in shows anymore. It could be anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm oh. sure somebody out there knows. Overkill Nolan know. got him. Overkill Nolan. <laughs> that car chase was pretty great. The car chase was excellent. I thought it was awesome. And again, yet again, second episode in a row that uh, one of the Hearts cars is on the edge of a cliff, <laughs> yeah. cliff and yes. teetering. Yes. And I was teetering. so impressed with Jonathan's ability to save two Hearts because my all I kept thinking was not two Hearts. No. Like, two. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kill two Hearts. He can't let yeah. it go. Mm-hmm. I had this feeling like, oh my god, they're gonna let that car go off the go off the edge, and then they're gonna get like oh a brand new god. Mercedes, yellow Mercedes, or whatever. And it was yeah. like, never. <laughs> this is one of the moments, though. Jack, right? Was the agent? Is that his name? No, or- Charlie, Charlie. Charlie Baines Charlie. is the ex-husband, and now we know investigative agent for the district attorney. So he almost kills Jonathan in this scene to try to chase after. Right, that's him, right? Yes, but yes. he acknowledges later that he wasn't sure if the hearts were in on the uh, plot, which admittedly does not give him free range to kill people, no. but it explains a lot. It's right. also like a classic red herring setup, right? Yeah, right? So he's like holding Mr. W at the bookstore at gunpoint, you know, like there's Charlie doesn't know what's going on, although he does know the hearts. So it mm. seems odd that he would that they would attach that assumption to his character, but whatever. Totally. I love that Charlie just gets wasted at the wedding. (laughs) Oh um, my God. In spite of himself. And then he says that crazy thing to Justin about his um, fellowship of the tent and robe curb chain. I hope you catch that gold change on your nose and hang yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. I know everybody's probably had that moment where they're really feeling like they're going to zing, zing, right? It's just like, I'm going to shut that person down. I'm going to say the thing. This is, I'm so upset. And it just is exactly like that. I hope you catch your nose on that chain and hang yourself moment. (laughs) Where it's just like that. Hmm. Did that didn't land. quite come off. He mm-hmm. gave us a great cringy moment too when the when the hearts have to ask him to leave, which I was oh, just yeah. like, oh god, this is so yeah. <laughs> this hurts. That dude's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That was uh, I found it weird great. that um Renee just went back with him at the end. She was just like, Oh, I'll just be with this husband, I guess, because the other one died. He, he loved her. <laughs> it's like he loved her. I guess, yeah. It's the, she's going to start working with them now that she knows, right? That's the that's the happily ever after for them. Oh, uh. she's going to be covered in little smoky sized mics and <laughs> yeah. just go uncover yeah. some sort of racket. I would watch that show. Gucci. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I I loved that. That was a reveal. Like that. Suddenly, it's like, oh my god, he's not just a terrible accountant secretive accountant husband he's a terrible secret agent posing as an accountant husband yes uh so it's like oh darling you should have just told me she didn't say but you know like that's obviously the the take on that right it's like oh Mm -hmm. why didn't you just tell me sort of a vibe Mm -hmm. 
She and he clearly loves her, or he has a severe drinking problem and social anxiety. Or I both. guess those aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah, he could have all those things. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> Although, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> those how crazy she'll do kids in like a high stakes investigation. Well, well, maybe you know, she got murdered six th- minutes after th- the episode. <laughs> I think Renee's not going to go back to the altar many more times after this because she seemed like she was having. Mm-hmm. an existential moment with it when she's trying on the wedding dress for the eight billion time with Jennifer. And she's just like, you know what? I kind of suck at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's time for her to give it up. When you start dipping into cults and cult leaders, it's like, <laughs> just be, just be single and rich Renee. I have yeah. a fantastic idea for you. Be single <laughs> and rich. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You, those basic uh, golf ball sized pearls look the same on your neck whether you're married or single <laughs> what did jennifer say she did she said that she was inspired by her at the beginning right so it was jennifer's aunt right yeah jennifer's aunt renee so when jennifer finished writing her first book right when she graduated from stanford she thought it was good but what aunt renee helped her discover is that there's more to being a writer than just writing that it's also about selling. And so Renee used her connections and her guidance to help Jennifer promote the book. And Jennifer describes that then she's on all these talk shows and she's doing book signings. And it really showed her how to promote her book and become a successful mm. author. Jennifer's talking about her privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Joe. Way to way to bring down Jennifer's accomplishments (laughs) as a female author in what must have been the sixties. Just having this rich, (laughs) connected aunt (laughs) get you all these. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, the Jackie Collins story. Let's just let's just let the ladies be writers, okay? Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't. I totally disagree. Oh yeah, Eric's never right. liked you, the lady you've writer. You've been you've been writing those that hate mail about Louisa May Alcott since the day we met. Yeah, since <laughs> since birth, I came out of the room. Like, this little woman. Um, <laughs> this is going nowhere. These characters are one dimensional and more pointless. like who wants little, to read about? Yeah, little story, little interest, mm-hmm. yeah. little value, little talent. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa May littler, Alcott, way littler may than not, men. in my opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's true. Yes, Jennifer has privilege. But Joe, mm-hmm. you know this. You've seen that tiny horse farming <laughs> that she on. Yeah, tiny little <laughs> horse ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs help. And if you have uh, if you have an Aunt Renee, use it. She is great. Right. She is Privileged terrific. people can be good writers, too. And I think... I think the bestseller list uh, makes that quite clear to us. Uh, as Jonathan says in the episode, Sorry, I'm looking at my own bookshelf and I'm like, "Ooh, John Cheever, oops, to Jennifer, <laughs> you're terrific, you're great, you're beautiful, and you're smart." Which was a cute little Jonathan and Jennifer moment. Yes. Hmm. I think that's pretty much oh, all my notes. Well, then, is oh, it well, how many times did somebody come up behind somebody with a gun, though? Oh, oh fuck! That's like, almost, that's like fifty <laughs> times. <laughs> we could. <laughs> and then that guy with the gun, the a- book guy who just is a book expert. I don't know, what do you call that? What's the word for this? He's a rare book dealer. Rare book dealer also has a giant gun that he 
says, don't worry, it's safe, and it just points directly at their faces when they walk into the store. It hasn't gone off in 200 years. Yeah, but it's I don't want that pointed at my face still, sir. And then we get the great ejaculation joke at the end. Yeah, that was awesome. Which, which I'm sorry, Ellen, but if you didn't catch that, yeah. you need to watch more media. You need to get more sexualized. <laughs> the gun's sitting on their coffee table and Jonathan and Jennifer kiss and then the gun goes off yeah. <laughs> and they both look at it. Which I I also found delightful for some reason. I thought that was a really funny... And then the like, camera. I love that because the gun was pointed at them and they pointed the gun at someone several times so it's like mm-hmm. that that's hilarious and then the camera the goes pans off. over max falls to the floor dead and there's blood everywhere <laughs> and that's the freeze frame <laughs> freeway's just licking the blood no he's holding <laughs> freeway the, the boy freeway's went through freeway consuming <laughs> renee's cat yeah <laughs> that he cat leaves was huge. half of the corpse of the cat <laughs> to go over to max when renee was leaving with that cat i thought they were leaving with freeway because that cat was gigantic <laughs> Uh, Do you mean Freeberg? <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't you mean Freeberg? Freeberg. <laughs> Freeway. Well, is it time? It is Wait. time to pick, pick your book. Mine is Justin. And okay. it almost was the cult leader with a mustache, but I didn't get fully switched. It's Justin. Okay. Ellen, did you have one? It's Charlie Baines. Mm-hmm. Ellen and I both picked wow. Charlie Baines. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that He's actor, cute. I've seen that actor for my entire life, and he always plays oh. a kind of horrible asshole. But <laughs> he was so attractive in this episode to me. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. There was something working about him. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that character a lot. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of layers. Uh, Vulnerability. My only other notes were uh, that uh, Jonathan wore a red gi (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at home that was bananas to me. Like a red gi, a red terry cloth gi with black Charlie Brown stripes on the sleeves. Um, (laughs) And then uh, uh, Jennifer made a Mount St. Helens reference. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Mount St. Helens reference, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a that was a treat for me. Um, I guess that's it. If no one has anything else, that's pretty much. Mm-hmm. All I got, I think. Yeah. I mean, all in all, a truly basic experience. This has been a truly basic experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear the microphone hitting the ground. <laughs> All right, well, well, let's let's get to ratings. Let's see if this truly is a basic experience. Uh, starting with Joe, zero to five hearts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm thinking a four because I really enjoyed it, and Renee was great, and the car chase was awesome, but the story did get a little convoluted, like we saw a lot in season three. There were a lot. There were probably like three too many characters to weave this story. (laughs) Some very unnecessary characters coming in and out. Maybe cut overkill Nolan. (laughs) Maybe we don't need a murderous cater waiter and we could just have somebody else do that part. Do we still understand? Stop erasing Nolan. (laughs) Yeah. Do we understand why they killed Justin just to get him out of the 
Just to cut him out of the deal, out I of guess. The deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Too much. That's it's in the way. It's a pretty conspicuous thing to do if you're trying to do that, but okay. I mean, they already had all the shit they needed and didn't need to give him the book. Yes. Well, and knowing that he was like having some sort of weird knowledge that he would be the first person to take a bite of the cake, which isn't it? I thought the bride took the first bite. Maybe first they were trying bite. to kill her. I don't know. I don't know who takes the first bite of wedding cakes. I don't even I'm perfectly <laughs> honest. I think it's either or. Because I don't of. like cake. And, you know. That's so such a cringy moment always when there's the wedding and then they push it into each other's faces. Yeah. I really don't like that moment. Um, <laughs> so for that, it's a four. <laughs> it's a four? It's a four. Because nice. I did really enjoy it yeah. still. All right, Ellen? Oh, okay. Ooh, this is a tough one for me. Um, Because... It's there's so many great things about it that I think just really nail it. Everybody does such a great job. There's it's so over the top in a way that just slays me. But you know, I just I can't like I just fucking can't do that one. Mm-hmm. I can't do that one. Even when there's a cult. If the cult was more evil, you know, like if it's an evil <laughs> cult, you know. It's I always I'm always just saying the broken record over here, but I'm just like, could you make it darker? Can you just can you make it darker? And then I can really give myself over to it. But Eva Gabor is so great. Everybody's so great. It was fun to see um, the guy that played sinister Canadian master criminal Frank Krueger back on the scene with a new gig as cult leader. <laughs> I have to see his name because it's so funny to me. I don't know why. Alden Kendra. <laughs> Alden Kendra. <laughs> Alden Kendra. She just keeps saying that like everyone's, someone's going to be like, fuck yes. Oh, wow. Alden Kendra is coming. <laughs> oh, Alden Kendra is officiating. Like, nobody, fuck. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> um, anyway, I digress. Shit. I don't know what to do. I'm going to say. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say four. Wow. I almost said five, but I'm going to say four because I do think that it is a lot of these elements definitely lift this boat and I'm just going to be a good sport and almost seem like somebody that laughs at some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We love silly Uh. sound effects. Um, <laughs> this well, this episode is triple fours because I also Ooh. made Whoa. it a four. Yeah. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I thought it. I thought all of the humor, aside from the completely ridiculous tent fight at the end, mm-hmm. uh, all the humor landed for me. Like I, I really cracked up at uh, at Alden Kendra reading the pamphlet. Uh, that was that was just like pure comedy gold to me. Um, Alden Kendra, yeah, Alden Kendra. Ava Gabor landed some really good jokes. Yeah, uh, it was, and uh, yeah, it was just fun. Like it was a fun episode. It was also shot like they're really leaning into the comedy this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was shot like a sitcom. It was very overly lit. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's my flaw with it. Is that is that it looked like a sitcom this episode? Mm. That's why it's not a five, um, and that it was kind of confusing because there were one too many characters. You yeah, don't, we did not need 
We didn't need the caterer, although then we Stop wouldn't have gotten Nolan. that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Nolan. Overkill uh, Nolan. We wouldn't have gotten his great sign, his <laughs> great desk placard. Um, <laughs> Somebody else could have had that. <laughs> True. His spectacular hairline. Yeah. That makes sense for a treasurer to have on their desk. There was just, <laughs> but he, that's, that was the, he wasn't. Caterer. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know what you mean. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I, I, the Christopher Nolan amount of exposition was confusing and it was very like there was so much plot going on and I was thoroughly lost in the middle of it like completely like I don't know what's going on but I don't care I and I didn't care because it was fun and the car chase was great and Jonathan crawling out of a car off the edge of a cliff was uh almost like Jonathan jumping onto a moving vehicle uh yeah so it's a four jumping off of an almost moving vehicle. <laughs> it was yeah, technically I mean, moving. To hear you talk about it now, I realize this episode is jam packed. Yeah. It's just packed. It's relentless. It's, it's like a lot. There's so much. It's just stacked with all of these elements that click in other episodes, but it's true. It's like, wow, this is not a less is more approach to this episode, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's just it is super enjoyable, even for those among us that do not have a sense of humor. <laughs> and even the casting, like they really stack yeah. the cast with all these amazing yeah. actors and act and like Ava Gabor. I I have I've always had like a weird thing with the Gabors, <laughs> um, and I think it's a lot of it stems from in the '90s. Zsa Zsa Gabor was, was put on trial for slapping a, a traffic cop. <laughs> Whoa. And, right. Uh, of course, now I'm like, go, Jaja. Uh, but uh, yeah, she she absolutely should have been arrested for that and blah, blah, blah. But it was <laughs> it, it always it always made me think like Ugh, these these rich people, they're so awful. Uh, and I still kind of feel like that. But I do like watching them on shows like Heart to Heart. Yeah. So that works. Uh, this episode is a 12, 12 hearts. That's a good old fashioned heart attack. Heart attack. Yay! Yay! Uh, season four is off to a great start, yeah. which is—I uh, don't want that to be the death knell, but <laughs> Ellen. But it will be. Right. What are we doing yeah, next? Just like that, we're done. <laughs> uh, um. Well, Eric, uh, it's weird that you would say that. There are no more episodes. Oh, um, <laughs> season four is the is best. Epi- the best season of Okay, sorry, what was the question? Uh, oh, Ellen, what episode will we be discussing next? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, next week, we are going to talk about Million Dollar Hearts, mm-hmm. originally airing on October 19th, 1982. While waiting for Jonathan to finish a meeting in a London casino, Jennifer is used as an unwitting pawn to transport money to the United States. By a baron. Ooh, London, England. Ooh. I'm excited for a location episode. Hopefully it's not Little London in LA. I'm going to guess that it's Wee London. You think so? Wee Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Because they actually went to a location. Mr. F. We can ask our London office. Yes, Danny. To uh, verify. <laughs> Will you please let us know? <laughs> is it London? Yeah. Is that London? Is that London? I'm, I'm just going to drive it home, Danny. You never should have written to yeah. us because we're just going to yeah, talk for about real. it. Every we're, yeah, we're obsessed with it. Please help. 
Uh-huh. Well, thank you all for listening, uh, especially you, Danny. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially no, Danny. Sorry, if, God, I know, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm being, we got to walk obnoxious. it back. Sorry, uh, we're gross. We're gross. <laughs> if any of we're you Americans. would like to, what uh, can we say? If any of you would like to be. Uh, obnoxiously pandered to you can contact us <laughs> at instagram at it was murder pod or twitter at it was murder pod or you can email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com also please rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast give us five stars because that's the honest and decent thing to do mm-hmm. if you want to join our cult um, or community excuse me um what else is there uh send us your minute maxes if you haven't done so yet we're still we're still wanting to hear everybody's minute max. I have a I heard from a little bird that next week we get to hear from a certain family playhouse. Um Aww. so I'm very excited what? about that. It's been, like, what? it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So intriguing. It's the Gobor family playhouse. Oh cool. Um that's it. That's it. That's everything. We did it. Yeah. Um it's in the can. Don't put your dog in a box. Mm. Or your phone. Well, you can put your <laughs> you can put your phone in the box. I really don't give a shit about that. But please don't put dogs in boxes, and please smear cats with peanut butter. Good night, Freeway. <laughs> Good night, Wayberg. Good night, Freeway. This interview is over. <laughs> <laughs>